Blog Talk Radio. Evolutionary Woman Radio. Tune in Mondays and Thursdays, 5.30 p.m., only on Blog Talk Radio. Visit our Facebook page for archived shows at facebook.com forward slash Evolutionary Woman Radio. Good afternoon, family. Welcome to another episode of Evolutionary Woman Radio. I am your host, Khadija Ali. And tonight we are back on the air. And tonight I didn't have a guest, but I wanted to come on and I wanted to talk about 
relationships. <laughs> then we can never talk enough about relationships in my book. And I had a couple of questions that I wanted to ask the audience. So if you are listening online, go over to the face page and let's chat over there. Um, and let's talk about this. So what does it really take to maintain a relationship with your beloved? You know, if you're in a long-term relationship or you're working on a relationship, you know, wherever you may be, you may be married, you know, what does it take to really maintain that connection with somebody? You know, is it compromise? Is it nurturing? Is it communication? And what do men really need in a relationship? And what do women need? Because they're, they're, they're two totally different, um, we're two totally different pe- kind of people, you know. Uh, yes, we're human beings, but men uh, have different needs. Women have different needs. And the last question is how can they give each other what the other requires how is that accomplished? And so I wanted to talk about that tonight because it's been an ongoing topic for me in this past, probably past couple of months. <laughs> uh, I have um, embarked on a new journey in my life, and I am trying to figure this all out. Um Many of you may know, or some some of you don't know, that I was married for 16 years. I married very, very early at the age of 18. Um, my husband passed away when uh, I was 30, I think I was 34. Um, yeah, I was 34 because we had been married 16 years. And um, so... I haven't had a lot of experience with dating as an adult, right? When I was younger and I was in in high school, of course, you know, you had your little boyfriend or your little boo thing or whatever you call it. Um, But then I got married right, right out of high school. I think about eight months after I graduated high school, I was married. Um, So I never had that time to um, date and discover who I was and all of that good stuff. And so um, for the past nine years, it'll be nine years since my husband passed away, I've been a single woman. So I was in a marriage for 16 years, and then nine years later, I was a single woman. And not to say that I didn't date or haven't dated in in that time, but it's so different now. It's so different for me now being a woman in her 40s and getting out here, you know, getting out here and being serious and and um, knowing uh, who I am. I think I know who I am a way lot better than I did when I was 18, of course. Who knows who they are at 18? So there's a, there's, there's a difference between that 18-year-old girl and this 43, soon-to-be 44-year-old woman that you see here today. And I feel stuck. I feel stuck, and I feel like I, uh, 
it's it's strange to me, you know, it's strange to me to be able to get out here and be in a relationship and try to figure out what does it take to maintain one. I've been in a marriage. I was married for 16 years, of course. I keep saying that, but um, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of being married at 16, but it's so different. It's very different from uh, um, an 18-year-old girl being married for 16 years versus now. Like I'm a totally different person, and I have different needs. I have different desires. Um, most of my children are grown and out of the house. I still have two young uh, teenagers at home. Um, so it's it's a lot different. And oh, I've been used to being a mom, and that's pretty much all I've been for the past nine years. I haven't been, you know, someone's girlfriend or I haven't been someone's uh, boo thing like that. <laughs> And I'm really trying to get it. And the a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to um, Monique, you know, the comedian Monique, and her husband, uh, Sidney Hicks, they have a show called, um, I think it's called uh, The Open Relationship. And it's on, let me see, Monique. And her husband, what's his name? Sydney Hicks. I'm looking it up now because I really wanna, I really want want to pass on this. And it's they're on, they are on. Oh my, it's playing. <laughs> they are on uh, something called Play It, which is a uh, podcast, and it's called Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. And it's a play on the words because a couple of years ago she announced that her and her husband had an open relationship. But anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is that she and her husband talk about their relationship so much on the show and how they were able to develop um, their relationship and grow. They were best friends first and foremost, and they've been best friends since I think they were in the 10th grade. So we're talking over 30 years of just friendship, not even dating or anything like that. Um, And they talk about that a lot. They talk about how they were friends for many, many years, and, you know, she knew his family and he knew her family, and they were even roommates at one point. And then one day they just looked up and kind of looked at each other and said, ooh, you know, and then – Uh, got married, and one of the things that she was saying was that she didn't even, she wasn't even in love with him when she married him. The, The in love part came later, and so it just makes me think about how, how does this work? We, we hear so many people, we hear so many experts talk about, um, you know, men are from Mars and women are from Venus or however it goes. Uh, John Gray, Dr. John Gray, talked about that. And, you know, I've heard him talk on um, other um, – what was I watching? I think I was watching The Secret. No, I was watching a movie called The Keeper of the Keys. And in that he was talking about how uh, the difference between uh, women's emotional bank and men's emotional bank – you know, that sometimes you can do something for a man 
and he remembers it for a longer time. And for women, it's not like, and he was describing a scenario where if you brought your wife uh, a, a bouquet of flowers, that to a man, that mean, that means something for a longer amount of time. Like, you know, if he got flowers or if he got something, it would go till uh, a, a couple of days. Whereas for women, it's like it's that one thing in that one moment, maybe 15 minutes or so for us, and then we're looking for the next thing. <laughs> and I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about that? What is your thoughts about that? Do you think that women really uh, require a whole lot of attention and care, like more so than men? I don't know about that. I, I would tend to uh, disagree. Uh, about that. I think it really depends on the person. Uh, I don't know if there is such a thing as uh, here's these couple of core set things that you need to do, and that's guaranteed to make your relationship work. I think that for each individual person, it really depends on um, the personality of of the two couple, you know, the couple, the individuals, I think it depends on, you know, whether or not you have baggage and, you know, what was the foundation that you laid when you first met the person. I think there's a lot of things that, that into it. Um, and I think that, you know, we always hear communication. I think communication is definitely a big one, a very big one. I think once you get to know somebody. First you got to get to know them and, you know, just understand like what makes them tick and what makes them upset or, you know, what are triggers. And I heard another uh, couple talking about their relationship. Well, I heard the man talking about his relationship with his wife. And he said that um, one thing that they don't do is they don't watch television. They don't watch television when – no, they said he said they don't have a TV in their bedroom. So they don't watch TV in their bedroom. He also said that um that they do communicate, but they have these safe words that they use. And so um he he gave an example. He said for instance, he likes to curse. Like that's just a part of his personality. And he said that when he first met her, that, you know, she would be like, oh, my God, you know, like, don't curse, don't curse, don't curse. You know, it, it makes me feel some type of way. And he said that in the beginning he used to be like, like, what? I'm I'm not cursing at you. I'm just cursing about the situation. And so they came up with these safe words to use when something became uncomfortable for one another. So he says now, like, if he's talking and he's getting animated and he may curse, you know, she'll say the safe word. And that's the trigger for him to, you know, like calm down or, or not to curse. And I thought that was a really good, a really good tip to help you um, respect, you know, respect one another and, and stop and take a moment to um, reassess what's going on with the conversation or, or in the communication. And then he talked about doing things with, with each other. He said that they um, – that they exercise and they work out with, with one another. And, you know, they don't just go out to eat. You know, most of the time you hear about couples 
you know, going out to eat. And he said, no, like we do, we do different things with each other. We go out to eat, but we also exercise with one another. We go to museums and, you know, they do, they have a well-rounded, I guess, social life and they um, date and do all of those wonderful things. So, you know, those are some also some other things I think that are key to maintaining a relationship. I would agree with that, that he, um, that, you know, they go out and, and they date and also that they keep their uh, television out of their rooms, bedrooms. So the bedroom is strictly, sounds to me like the bedroom is strictly reserved for sleeping, you know, of course, making love. But there's no external um, feedback coming in. You know, a lot of times we have TVs in our room, and, you know, you you may be watching a show. You may be watching, I don't know, maybe loving hip-hop, which for the life of me, I don't understand why, but, you know, to each his own. But that is not a healthy show. That That's not a show that shows a positive relationship. So, you know, when he brought that up, I thought that was really really key, you know, that you keep other people's ideas and other people's thoughts out of your most intimate space, which is your bedroom. So I'm going to stop right there, and I am going to play one of my favorite songs off of Layla Hathaway's, uh, it's not a new uh, CD, it's new to me, I didn't know she had uh, released this CD, I heard uh, she did the remake to Angel, uh, the song by Anita Baker. And I was like, oh, my God, I really need to have this song. Um, and I went and I started uh, researching, and I found out she had released the CD back in October. And it's this just really laid-back, sexy, beautiful song. And I wanted to play it right now for us. So y'all hold tight. We're going to listen to this song.
so much. Y'all know that song? All right, all right. We are back. We are back on air. It is the Evolutionary Woman Radio, and that was Layla Hathaway. I'm coming back. I love that song. It's a nice laid-back, sexy song. Um, and it's about, I guess it's about maintaining a relationship or, or repairing a relationship. And I just wanted to take a little break and play that. And jump right in back into the conversation. If you are listening online and you want to comment, give us a call. The number to dial in is 657-383-1581. Or you can go over to our Facebook page, uh, Evolutionary Woman Radio with host Khadija Ali. That's the name of the page. If you have any comments or questions about um, what we are discussing tonight, head on over to the page. Like the page. Thank you very much. But also, you know, if you want to post your question or comment, you can go over there, head on over there and do that. And um, we are talking about tonight what is the key to maintaining healthy relationships? What does it really mean to maintain a relationship with your beloved? You know, do you compromise? Is it nurturing? You know, and what do men need and what do women need? And how can they give each other what the other requires? And you know, I was just talking about communication and, you know, just mentioning a couple of uh, um, podcasts that I run across with uh, Monique, the comedian Monique and her husband, Sidney Hicks, and, you know, how they, they said that they were very, really, really good friends for many, many years. And you always hear people say that, that they married their best friend. You know, so what does that really mean? Does that mean that you accept that person uh no matter what, you know, I know for me at, in friendship, um, it pretty much is like that. I have a, a a couple of friends that I've been friends with for many, many, many years, and um, I've accepted them for who they are, you know, unconditionally, giving them unconditional love, love, and they've in return done the same for me. So how does that translate over when you're in a relationship with somebody and you are um, romantically involved with them, you know, how can you maintain being that person's best friend um, and also being their partner? You know, how does that work? Uh, I, I I think back to being married to my husband, and we were actually friends for, for probably about two years before we became romantic, and we used to just hang out. We We weren't. Uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, we would go out. We would do the same things. I think about that. Now that I think about that, we would do the same thing. We would go out together. We would go to the movies. We'd go out to dinner. We'd go to parties. we you know, just hang out. And, and I think over time doing that, we were able to develop uh, a better relationship. You know, our foundation was a little more solid because we had those those years of just, platonic friendship. Um, I know for me it wasn't until later on in the relationship that I developed feelings for him. Um, but I I will say in the end, you know, right before he passed away, probably about four or five months before he passed away, I really saw that we 
ultimately respected one another, that we loved one another unconditionally, no matter what might have been going on, because we did have some rocky years in our marriage um, where I think we we uh, just were overwhelmed. We had five children. We had a lot going on. But at the base of everything, what I've come to discover and what I've come to learn is that at the base of everything, we really were good, good friends um, like we had been in the beginning and that we had a mutual respect and we had a mutual, we had loyalty to one another as well. I think that's another big one, to be loyal to someone, especially someone that um, gets down in the trenches with you when, when you're sick or or, uh, you know, they go through the ups and downs of life with you and, and they're right there in the trenches with you. Um, you To me, I you owe that person or that person owes you uh, that much loyalty. And so I think with all of those things intertwined, you know, friendship, uh, unconditional love, loyalty, respect, communication, um Patience is another big one. That's a huge one. Patience, patience, patience. Having enough patience, really getting to know somebody, really getting to know, like, you know, understanding their history, you know, how they grew up. You know, my husband and I, we we talked a lot about that when we were just friends, being, learning each other's background and history and who was his mother and father and you know, grandparents, and who was my mother and father and grandparents, and, you know, because all of that plays a part. All of that plays a part in your relationship, absolutely, because you're carrying over, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your history, the things that you saw or the things that you learned. You know, you learn certain things about communication from your parents, if your parents were together or married or anything like that. You learned how to communicate based on seeing their relationship, or you learned how to communicate based on what you saw with your your grandparents. You know, maybe your grandparents were married and you got to witness that, or maybe they were divorced and you really didn't learn how to communicate or or anything like that. Or uh, you come from a bunch of of broken relationships. Or uh, I did a project one time in school. And we had to do a, a, oh, gosh, what is it called? A sociogram, I think it was called. It's something like that. It's similar to a family tree. But in this gram, you had to show um, your siblings. You had to show your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, you know, and so on and so forth. And what I realized from looking at my personal sociogram was that, out of all of my relatives, there were only two couples in my entire family tree that had long-lasting relationships. Everyone else was divorced once, twice, three times, four times. Um, my great-grandfather had been widowed, but then he got remarried, and he stayed married to his second wife for 40, 45 years, 50 years. They were married literally until he died, and then she died a couple of years later. Um, But two people, my aunt and uncle, 
who have been married over 50 years to this day. They're still married, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, and my my great-grandfather, my great-grandfather and my uncle were the only two people in my family who had been married. On my other side of the family, there was only divorce, only divorce. So it's very interesting when you start looking into your history and learning and understanding, like, what you see as a child or as a young adult growing up, you carry those things over into your relationship. And so I think it's very important for people to think and know uh, your background and the history of the person that you're you're dealing with. I think it's very important, and it's not something you should overlook. And with that being said, we are at the end of our program. This has been an amazing afternoon. I thank you for tuning in. Uh, We will be back on air on Monday, March 28th. Our guest will be Dr. Denise. So stay tuned for the program on Monday. We'll be back uh, at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I thank you for joining this evening. And peace and blessings. Take care, everybody.
Evolutionary Woman Radio. Tune in Mondays and Thursdays, 5.30 p.m., only on Blog Talk Radio. Visit our Facebook page for archived shows at facebook.com forward slash evolutionary woman radio.